This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Thanks to HelloFresh for supporting Made for This. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MadeForThis60 and use code MadeForThis60 for 60% off plus free shipping. When do you feel God's pleasure? The answer to this question will help you determine the unique things He has given you to use while you are here. So we are talking today about gifts. We're talking about the things God has given you to help make Him known in the world. And I know a lot of you are starting with me and you're just confused. You're like, I don't know if I have gifts. I don't think I do. And I just want to encourage you that if you are a follower of Christ, then the Spirit has imparted gifts to you. He has given you gifts, every one of you. 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11, as each person has received a gift, use it to serve one another. Each person has received a gift. This is what God promises. And you see throughout the scriptures in multiple places, the unique gifts that God gives. And they might be the same as your natural gifts that you had prior to becoming a Christian. You may have been great at art. You may have been great at communication prior to being saved. But you may have been given new gifts by the Spirit once you were saved. In fact, biblically, I would say likely that is true. Now, we all know that God knew before time who his children would be. So likely he put in you things that you were just good at. And and then the spirit comes and gives power to that and enhances that. Sometimes you get really tripped up on what are my natural abilities and what are my spiritual gifts? You know what? What makes them spiritual is that you use them for the glory of God. So if you have a natural gift, yes, it can be redeemed. If you are an unbelievable cook and it, it turns into a hospitality gift. You get to care for people. I have known people before that truly have a healing gift of just their presence and their ability to see and diagnose what is wrong for someone. It is it is supernatural. There are people I know that have an incredible gift at leadership. They are able to see what needs to be done in a room and to organize people into their different places based on their different gifts and help them do it. And I, I say that because you want to bump up against other people that are good at noticing your gifts. And so one way to do that is in the church. The church constantly has to be deploying people to use their gifts. To be the church, everybody has to serve. In my church specifically, if you do not have a place of service, you cannot be a member. And the reason why is because it is not a membership card that makes you a member. It is the fact that I'm in a living, breathing body, bringing my part to this body and serving it that makes me a part of the church. It's actually more definitive of me being a member that I serve the church than it is if I've, quote, joined the church. There's not really a world where a member of a church wouldn't be using their gifts to serve and love the body and to be sent out from the body to accomplish the purposes that God is calling you toward. So we know that you have a gift. But what is it? And how are we supposed to find it? Back in the times that these scriptures were written, people lived in a very communal setting. When we're talking about church, they're talking about living rooms. Like they, they were together in spaces where they knew each other and they lived life together. They were helping each other survive and raise children. And it was a very village-like setting, which I talk about in Find Your People. This was the way they lived. And so noticing what 
each other was good at was just commonplace. You you saw people using their gifts. You saw them enjoying using their gifts. And so people noticed it. And I would say became known for it. You see throughout the scriptures, Paul thanking people in the beginning of his letters for encouraging him, for their hospitality, for feeding him. Like they, they all these things that different people by name did to support the mission and the ministry. He thanks people for being good teachers and for taking care of the flock. Like you, you see his gratitude in noticing and seeing other people's gifts. The problem with our individualistic culture is we don't always rub shoulders well enough to know and experience loving each other in all the different ways to know what we're good at. So some of you would say, gosh, I, I don't know. I, I, I've never been praised for anything. And, and this is going to be my challenge to you. I want you to go sign up to serve somewhere with people, not alone, with people. I want you to go sign up at a food kitchen and do it weekly for a while. I want you to go to your local church and say, I want to serve in the kindergarten class. And I just want you to start serving somewhere because you will notice what you love about it and what you don't. But if you're not living outside of yourself, if you're just punching the clock and doing mundane tasks that you hate every single day, and you're going, I don't know what I love. I don't know what I'm good at. You kind of need to break the monotony and you need to just jump into something that might make you uncomfortable, that might feel like a risk, but you're going to begin to notice things about yourself, things that you enjoy that you didn't know you enjoyed before. One thing I love to do in my Bible studies, if you've ever done one, is I try to write the projects and all the homework to the different learning styles. And I can't tell you how many times I have suggested that people express this verse or this concept about God in a piece of art. And I'll encourage them to go get even paint at Michael's or Hobby Lobby and to paint something that displays that piece of art. And in the Bible studies, never fails, somebody will bring their art to the study. They will hold it up in front of everybody and the room gasps. And the next words out of that person's mouth are, y'all, I've never painted before. And it's beautiful. I mean, we can't believe it. All of a sudden, this person who who didn't think they had any gifts were like, you are so good at art. And one reason I do that is because I think we get stuck in the world we live in with the things we have to do, and we never branch out and try new things. So I would encourage you, if you truly are just, I have no idea what I'm good at, throw a little game night next week with your friends and host them and see if you like that. And if you hate it, And if it's just not easy for you at all, move on. You probably don't have the gift of hospitality, but just start trying things. Go teach kindergarten and see if you have the gift of communication. So many people learned they had the gift of communication in Sunday schools all over the country because it is harder to teach the Bible to a kindergartner than it is to adults. And so if you can do that, you could could teach anyone. And if you're good at that, you could teach anyone. You will discover those gifts as you're serving and think back to how they were all discovering their gifts back then and make sure you're in settings like that. Make sure you have a small group that knows you really well and that you're doing life together and telling each other stories about what God's doing in your life because they are more likely to notice what you're good at than you are to notice it in yourself. I'm not kidding. HelloFresh makes me, my boys, hero at dinner time. It is so delicious and the meals are simple and easy, healthy, and everybody loves eating it in our family. 
HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, makes it easy to get a delicious dinner on the table. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MadeForThis60 and use code MadeForThis60 for 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh knows that you're busy. That's why when they take care of all the meal planning and prepping, it frees up time in your schedule and makes it easier to get a healthy dinner on the table. All of HelloFresh's ingredients are seasonal, so they're picked at their peak ripeness for quality that you can taste. Ingredients travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days, so you know that they're gonna be fresh. There are so many HelloFresh meals that I've ordered more than once, purely because they are so delicious. But one of the newer ones I'm really excited about is called Winner Winner Chicken Orzo Dinner. It has cheesy roasted zucchini and tomato with this like orzo and a crispy panko mozzarella situation chicken. I mean, it looks like something you would eat at a restaurant. It's so good. It's one of the Hall of Fame recipes, which you know are always going to be a winner because it means that it's a HelloFresh favorite. Delicious dinners are so easy with HelloFresh's chef-crafted seasonal recipes, and it comes with all the ingredients pre-proportioned, so all you have to do is cook it and enjoy. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MadeForThis60 and use code MadeForThis60 for 60% off plus free shipping. And now, back to Jenny. We are going to put different gift assessment tests in the bottom of this. And and honestly, I don't know how effective those are. I test all over the place every time I take it. But you know what? Where I have been honed and been clear and been made unmistakably clear that this is my gifting is through my local church. It was through communicating with teenagers when I was just a teenager about the love of God. And a grown man who was probably 50 but happened to be in the room walked up and looked me in the eyes and said, Jenny, you have a unique ability to express who God is to people. I've never forgotten that. I was in high school, guys. And that didn't mean all of a sudden, man, now I need to go be a Bible teacher everywhere. It just gave me confidence and it grew inside of me a passion when I began to be discipled by Michelle Bose to actually know, hey, you know what? I have a gift. I can communicate the Bible. And it was so easy for me and I loved doing it. And I did it all the time for people. And I did it in a way that was organized. I began to write Bible studies beginning in college and all of those years. In fact, if you go in my closet right now, you could find all these old Bible studies with clip art and they were cheesy. They had terribly titled. And yet I was just teaching my Bible in my living room to whoever would come. That is using your gift. Like you don't have to do it in some big way, some organized way. I, for 15 years, just randomly emailed a few people, would you want to do a Bible study together? And I would print up, you know, some little pamphlets or paper with a little notebook, three ring binder. I charged them $5 a piece because I didn't have any money and they had to pay for their own notebook. And that was how I did Bible study for years and years and years. But I was using my gifts and what you want to bet, we can talk about it in heaven, what you want to bet that there is more fruit in the generations to come from my little Bible studies in my living room than my big stages with if gathering and everything else. What you want to bet? We'll see. But bottom line is, this is how Jesus did it. Small ways right in front of him. He was a carpenter, y'all. He built furniture. Jesus, God on earth for years and years of his life, he built furniture. Like he sat there with a nail and a hammer. I don't know, but nobody ever talks about that. But he wasn't too good to sit there and build furniture. And I promise you, can't you imagine all the people he was a carpenter for? The relationship they had with him and the people that that saw his work. And I imagine being God and all, having made the whole earth, he probably made excellent furniture or whatever it is he built. 
with wood. I'm just guessing it was a table or something. So why do we get in our head that it's all about singing, preaching, something that everybody sees? And it's because, back to what I was talking about earlier, we we tend to want to build names for ourselves. So guys, one thing I've done pretty consistently is make sure I'm serving places that nobody sees. And the reason I do that is because I actually believe the Bible, that what people see me do in public, I've already received my reward for. I don't really want to be forever having very limited rewards because I got all my reward on earth. It wasn't even that rewarding. (laughs) It wasn't even that rewarding. And so whatever you do, it says in scripture, do it with all your heart. Do it unto the Lord, whatever you do. And so don't overthink this, guys. Don't overthink this. Just get your hands dirty somewhere. Get some dirt under your fingernails somewhere. Serve somewhere. And what's going to happen is within you, there's going to be a sense of delight that rises up in some aspect of what you do. Now, it may not be the whole overall teaching of the kindergartners, but it could be some part of it. It could be the organizational part where you have to find subs for people and you actually are really good at thinking this teacher would be great with this group and this teacher would be great with this group. It may be in the picking of the curriculum or it may be in the writing of the curriculum. It might be in the way it gets taught. It may be in the illustration and how that's brought to life. But what will happen as you serve somewhere, especially in the church, because spiritual gifts are for the building up of the body. That's what they're for. So that means that those gifts are gonna best express themselves as part of a committed local church relationship, that you will best see your gifts come to life and be used in a local church. And I'll tell you what, I would rather be teaching at my church to a hundred women than to a million in the world. Why? Because I actually get to rub shoulders with them. I actually get to watch their lives change over years or decades. I actually get to see their children love God. It is so much more rewarding to do this in a local context, whatever it is you do. I remember my mom growing up, she has such a gift of administration. She gets put in charge of everything she's ever done. She's been the president. And the reason why is because the girl works so hard. My mom, I remember meeting her. My my high school was next to my church. And so I would walk up the hill to my mom before I could drive home. And she would be up there laminating things. She would be up there. I just remember the smell of the laminator. And I would be helping her laminate things. Guys, That's the power of a local church. Leaders that get to be president of their bridge club are laminating things. Like there's something about just doing the work of ministry. And so much of the work of ministry isn't going to be outside of your gift set. But when you rub up against those moments where people's lives change, and when you rub up against those moments where where your heart's alive because you're doing the thing that God made you to do, your heart sings so much. You don't care if you're laminating at three o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. You'll laminate. I want that for you. I want your heart to sing. I want you to see people's lives change. And then you don't care if you're Pope. For me, it was posting clip art and finding an app to, or not an app at the time. Are you kidding me? It was like barely Google, you know, and finding things I could put on the notebook to make it look good and better. And I was just trying to come up with some clever way for people to connect with God and experience God in my living room. And, And guys, those years are my favorite and they still are my favorite. So whatever it is you think you might be good at, go for it. Just go for it. Go to your local church. See the list of ministries that they have. Ask how you can help. Rarely will you ask a church, how can I help? And they won't have a place for you to help. I know this is a risk. I know for many of you, you are scared. You're going to take the risk and you won't be good at anything. Or maybe you know what you're good at and you've had zero opportunities in the church. And I just want to say I'm so sorry because that's real. 
that's so real for so many of you that that was me for a long time, if I'm really honest. Like I, I knew I, I had the gift of communication, but I never could do it through the church because there was just nowhere they wanted me to be communicating. And I get it. But guys, I opened up my living room. I emailed a few people and neighbors. They came. Just find a way. Use your gifts. It can be complicated, but I think it's the enemy that likes to make it complicated for us. It also can be simple. It can be simply you saying yes, trying something new, and falling in love with it on accident (laughs) and giving the next 30 years or more of your life to it. If you're in college, I want to say this to you. Go join a church right now. I don't care if you're a senior and you're almost done. Go join a church. Do it so that you know what it's like to, as an adult to be a part of a body, a part of a family. College kids, we need you. Young adults, we need you as part of the church. You bring a fervor and a passion that, that we need to learn from and fuel and fan. And, and honestly, you need us too. You need wisdom. You need to know your Bibles. You need to know how to do menial tasks and not be rewarded for it. You need to know that all of life is that way. All of life is that way, right? I mean, I got to go home and I got to do the dishes after I film this. Like, it's not glamorous. I mean, maybe they got done. Hopefully they got done. But probably, let's be real, they didn't. So a lot of life is just doing the dishes, sending the email, balancing that budget. That's life. And I think you watch social media life and you think, man, I just can't wait till I can get an assistant and they can handle all that. Let me just tell you something. No one will ever handle all the junk for you. You will always be doing junk for the rest of your life. We are not meant to get our gifts and then only function in them and anything else that's hard. We don't do it. We only do this. We get our hands dirty. We do what needs to be done. And in heaven, it's just going to be so fun to see what we were part of. Right now, it feels like we're a part of small little Bible studies or kindergarten classrooms or we're a part of, you know, emailing people to join a group for dyslexic parents. We're, we're doing all these little menial tasks that feel like, how is this making a difference? And, and we'll get to heaven and, and God will be like, hey, look, watch, look at what happened because of those relationships. You never dreamed. Look at what I did. And look, because of those relationships and the relationships they had, look at the effect and the dominoes that have fallen into each other's lives. And that's what I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss all that God prepared in advance for me to do because I don't want to get to heaven. And for him to be like, hey, I had so much more for you, but you were afraid or you didn't think you were worthy or you shut down. In the book, you'll see it gives you a chance to kind of write out what you think you're good at. It, y'all, it's all what you think. Don't feel like you have to be great at it yet. But where do you feel the pleasure of God? I remember, you're going to look back at things even in your childhood. I remember looking back when I was doing this and, and remembering I used to make the best lemonade stands. I loved it. I made the best sign. I knew the right corner to get at. I, I set it all up. I had the best time. I remember I loved directing plays. I loved directing plays. I loved bringing people together in my neighborhood or in my family. And we would come up with the script and we would come up with everything we were going to do and say. And, and I would be in it, but mainly I'd be directing it and, and imagining what it would look like. And I look at what I do with If Gathering. Y'all, it's a complete extension of what I loved and did with my lemonade stand and with my plays in my neighborhood. So look back even to when you were a child and, and think, what, what did I love to do? What brought me joy before it was complicated with judgment and doubt and insecurities? What did you just love to do? And I know it feels silly because you think, how could that compare to, to what I do now? It can. Notice, what about those things did you love? 
And all of these questions I walk you through in the book club guide and in the book. So if you haven't yet gotten the book, go get it. It's called Restless. And the book club guide has a lot of these questions as well. So grateful for you guys. And I'm praying as you start to untangle your threads that God will give you insight into each of these little things. So God, we pray for every single person listening, God, that you would show them their gifts, show them the little sparks that you've planted in their life and in their story that jump out, that are moments they felt your delight and your pleasure. And there are moments that they blessed other people with you. And so show us, show us our gifts, show us our abilities and help us use all of them to build your kingdom and not our own name. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Chloe here. Go to JennyAllen.com and download the free PDF book club kit. Our team made it just for you. So you can use it if you want to do a group to go through Restless together and listen to the podcast episodes. Or you can also use it just you if you want to journal through some of these episodes. There are prompts and conversation questions, verses that go along with each episode. And we made this completely free to you. You can go to JennyAllen.com, drop your email, and we will send you the free Restless Book Club kit today.